0: Dan. 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 Hey, Dan. Crap, Dan's not here. Oh.
1: Oh, what man. What did you do with Dan? <laughs> I thought it looked weird that your picture was a lot bigger on the I, computer screen. I thought it normal. was a little strange now that I think about it that his picture wasn't on yeah. the screen. He yeah. missed the cue and everything on that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where's well... the. Oh, give it back
0: my action movies. I Where's know, that? right? Yeah. I I had my headset turned down, ready for that and everything. Yeah, Uh, I I I guess I guess guess it's my job now. Uh, Yeah, we're recording. We're we're going. I guess Um, so. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Give Me Back My Action Movies, the podcast. Uh, We are short one man, so I guess I'm in the driver's seat. I am Charlie. Everyone already knows me. I'm the action nut, and with me as always. And this, I, I took a chance, and his mama did too. Nate. Say hello to the people,
1: Nate. Oh, you guys are lucky to have me, too, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this was almost a solo project today, This was man. almost
1: the one-man Charlie action extravaganza.
0: It has been a scheduling nightmare. It for, has. And it's not done yet.
1: I have the next series of shows to get
0: scheduled and- I uh,
1: went on a bender last night, so I apologize to the people of Taco Bell for puking in front of their store Mm. on High Street. It wasn't
0: a Douglas Bender, was it? No, it was. (laughs) Yeah, like how I tied that right into the movie. That was pretty good. I like it. I'm quick. Uh, Also, it's a surprise. I'm on a five-hour energy kick because... Nate and I have also decided we're going to record this on Saturday
1: morning. Yeah, uh, I have not been up for long after a night of drinking, so (laughs) I warned him. I warned him. No, uh, no, Dan,
0: this time because uh, it was landing on. uh, We were supposed to record on uh, St. Patty's Day. Yep, Dan always
1: celebrates St. Patty's.
0: uh, That's like his Christmas. Um, so they do that, and I think they had some uh, family weekend stuff to do. So it's it's on mine and Nate's shoulders and it kind of works this way. We did a poll on you guys pick the 90s action movie that we give you to select. So Dan, myself and Nate all picked a 90s era action movie. We all brought something to the table. We did and I good grief, man. We we went hard. Um Dan threw up Tombstone, which we'll explain why we're doing hard target right you know today but trust me that one's in in the pipe it it's it's coming uh i picked hard target obviously you clicked on it we're doing it and nate picked ronin which what i felt was a left field pick for nate I kind of forgot about that movie till I started doing research on it again. And I was like, that movie actually goes pretty hard for a 90s movie.
1: Yeah, it goes super hard. It's got some of the best car chases on film. But it, yeah, um, Hard Target and Tombstone tied. They did. And, and this with isn't Dan this isn't... not being available, we decided let's just do Hard Target first. Yeah. And then on the next episode, you will get Tombstone. Yeah. So, so everyone it... comes out on top but Nate.
0: Well, now
1: look. Now this <laughs> I wanted to put this out, and I, I guess I, wasn't I felt clear. like the third-party president candidate who just like took away votes from the actual winner. Were you Ross? And that's why we got a tie. Yeah, you I was Ross Perot. Yeah,
0: um, kids, Google that. You'll you'll understand. It was way back in the day. Um, no, it was. I, I and I didn't preface this in the poll. This wasn't the fact that we would only ever do
1: one of these. It was just what we. Yeah, it was what we had the in the mind at the moment, yeah. and uh, I actually liked how it turned out because I, I knew Ronan wasn't going to win. And the funny thing was when we were talking about options, Charlie's like, "I'm gonna pick hard target." I was like, "I almost picked hard target," <laughs> and then Dan hit Tombstone. I went, Man, I almost picked Tombstone. <laughs> Nate's so, just like, "No, I- what?" I- I was down. (laughs)
0: It's like the ultimate swing vote. He would not vote for his own movie just to make sure. But it was weird. It was, we went across uh, all the groups, you know, all the Give Me Back My groups. We went through Instagram. I even posted this up in the the Action Elite group that my buddy runs over there, Uh, the Ultimate Action Movie Club. Uh, They've got an awesome group over there. And, like, it was split. 50, 50, 90% of the time. And then like Ronan had some legs that Saturday, like Ronan got like 10 votes within a couple of hours. And I was like, Holy crap. This might be that, there that horse that you don't, you know, where you don't I expect to
1: win the race. Ronan could have the possibility just because the fact of like, everyone talks about hard target. Everyone's talked about tombstones. So I was like, maybe that will be the, the thing. I was like, Oh, I forgot about that as well. But now <laughs> it came in last. It, it it did. But it technically we'll, came in second out of three though. So True. So we have two
0: <laughs> number ones. Ronan came in second. There you go, buddy. That's no. that's the positive outlook we need this morning. So no, we and because when we planned this, all of us forgot about St. Patrick's Day. Dan forgot about it. I even messaged going, uh, what are we doing about Thursday? And he's like, Why? I was like, calendars, dude. We should use them. Yeah. And, sometimes uh, then we decided. Okay, since it was a legit, we're not, we're not faking it because of the situation. It was legitimately twenty-seven to twenty-seven. That was the split on Tombstone and Hard Target. Ronan got fifteen.
2: Not terrible. Yeah. Not terrible. No.
1: Yeah. No, I'm amazed the, that we got that many individual votes.
0: The uh, groups are cool huge. Thing. It is. It and you, dude, I'm telling you, there were some people that were like, "That's really hard. You guys have picked like." Some of the best movies, depending on what you're in the mood to watch. Yeah, definitely. everyone knows Tombstone. It, it's it's a it's a classic
1: it's, western. It's like.
0: a western. Hey, guess what? Hard. Target. And I'm so western excited western that we're too.
1: finally going to be doing a western.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like westerns I, and stuff. I'm really I mean, stoked for that. It, it's definitely a more modern telling of a western. But guess what? Hard Target's technically the first western we're doing because this is a straight up western action movie, man.
1: Uh, this is just John Woo Americanized. <laughs> oh I love it. I love it. So uh so yeah. No Dan
0: tonight, today, this morning. I don't know why I said tonight. It's clearly early ass morning on Saturday. Um, but uh we're gonna cover Nate and I are gonna try and cover hard Target. So let's go ahead. We're gonna knock out the trailer real quick and we're gonna jump right into it. You ready, Nate? I think so. I'm gonna <laughs> live. <laughs> We'll let Nate rehydrate real quick while we play the trailer. We'll be right back.
2: In the city of New Orleans, in a darker side of Dixie, away from the music and the lights, there's a new game in town. You'll be provided with a guide, trackers, and the weapons of your choice. I need to file a missing person report. The competitors are deadly. We pride ourselves in hunting only combat veterans. Men who have the necessary skills to make our hunts more interesting. And they always win. You want to find your father? Get somebody who knows the city to show you around. Now, the opposition is about to get one last chance. What kind of a name is chance? My mama took one. Well friend, Mr. Boudreaux. Silver star, Marine Forced Recon. He's obviously not someone we should underestimate. He is an annoying little insect. I want him stepped on hard.
1: We need to get out of here now.
2: Ladies first. What? These men will chase after you. Be mad at you for business or pleasure. Both. Look at it this way. You're gonna get to meet Elks? Give it a rest, pal. Jean-Claude Van Dam is the hard target. You miss me. From internationally acclaimed action director John Woo. Host field to be hunted! You tell me! Hard target.
0: God, I love nineties trailers. Yeah.
1: I have a really, really good theory as to why this movie is t- entitled Hard Target. Hit me. Everyone gets shot in the dick. <laughs> Everyone gets shot so in the dick. So it's a hard target. Oh. Uh, so there's, many people get shot in the dick in this movie. There, there's or quite grenade. a grenade. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That that was so
0: this movie like got submitted. I forget, I don't even think they said how many times, but it was numerous times to just get an R rating. This thing was hit with NC-17 every time they would submit it for a rating.
1: Which is so funny because it really isn't, like, too much blood in it, you know? Well, You get get some really good blood squids every now and then, but, like, I think it's just the whole how crazy it is.
0: Well, there's that, but I... the
1: last 25 minutes. I read the thing that where they
0: were talking about what, what got cut and it's exactly what the opposite of what you're saying there was a ton of like up close blood squibs uh oh. up close gore and violence and like extended scenes of like some guy got shot in the throat with the the arrow and it shows it coming out the back of his neck and then he falls instead of being he got hit and then falls down it was stuff like that uh you know crazy crazy violent but I,
1: I love it. It always know? cracks me up that studios like allow the MPAA to cut stuff like that when it's like we spent the money on the special effects. Now you're telling us no.
0: You know, it, it's like this. Technically, they don't have to cut anything, but they would get branded with NC17.
1: Yeah, and that's you know, the, that's the problem is that, that, that to, MPAA has that kind of power over yeah. So any it, studio studio heads, not independent, but you know.
0: Yeah, no, but it, and that and that's that's the kicker, I guess, is they think it's gonna make them less money because it's less available. It, it's that whole PG thirteen yeah. R rated talk of let's tone it down so more people can see it, and then we end up screwing up the movie because we got RoboCop rebooted and it's PG 13 and no one went and watched it, you know, cause we wanted to see a guy get shot 257 times by Ed 209. You yeah. know, that that's why we're there to watch the movie. You know, so I want to see people get shot. I mean, they were, they were talking like, uh, you'll see like towards the end of the movie, Sven Old Thorson, which we love him here on the show. He got shot 37 times in the movie. They cut it down to show it, oh, it was only 15 times. So that's a lot better. That's only R rated. Uh, yeah. Not NC17 so rated. It, it's <laughs>
1: silly, their thought processes on this. Um, but it's pretty cool uh, though. So this came out in 1993. Um this is definitely what I'd say what the peak Van Damme era. I think so. I wanted like uh, I was going to talk about that. Here 92 a bit. to 95 is kind of like Van Damme Damme. was hot. I mean, that was
0: the studios wanted him direct. Directors actually wanted to work with him. This was uh, before he burned
1: a lot of bridges.
0: Drugs have that effect on people, man. I mean, it's well documented that Van Damme really tanked his his own career himself. No one did it. He did it. And now I think there's even been some articles and where he's he's got like this mini renaissance happening again he does
1: it's still nowhere near as what it, it used to be no he was no. in a really really good movie called uh jcvd yeah which like it's more of a drama but like it showed that he could actually like act and like kind of playing on himself because he does play himself in the movie but like
2: it's right. a damn good
1: movie right um, yeah other things that came out in 93 though that's really cool is like last action hero cliffhanger falling down nowhere to run so like this is actually a pretty cool year for action movies. And you're talking what I consider you know
0: I know the wrestling show did theirs. I guess one day we need to do our Mount Rushmore of
1: action one day. Yeah, I'd have to think on that one. I we'd
0: have to approach it like they did where there would be different categories of like early 80s up into the 90s and then Yeah, I know. think that's
1: fair. But I, I no, like this was that.
0: this was all like action movies were the big thing. You know, that's it's also why we have this show. Uh, you know, I, I wish action movies would get that kind of renaissance again on, in the theaters, not just streaming, because we're getting a ton streaming.
1: We get know? a ton of streaming. The thing is, even with the streaming, they have a limited budget. And what we're talking about in the mm-hmm. 90s is they were just throwing cash at these. So. The yeah. 90s don't feel as awkward as, like, the new ones. I don't know how to describe it. There's something about some of these newer ones that go straight to streaming that just kind of, I love independent filmmaking. And it's not that. It's just, it's missing a thousand explosions at the very end. That's what's missing, I think. I,
0: I think, ultimately, I think it's missing the the budget that it needed to do. It. Like, this yeah. one,
1: it, it did
0: it, so we're talking 93, so film 92, 18 million budget. That's
1: That's no that's joke. Huge.
0: Yeah. that's huge. Um and it worldwide grossed 74.2 million. Yeah. I mean, action movies were sought after. You know, the, the studios wanted action movies
1: on there. Damn Dam was a uh a hit, you know?
0: And Van like Damme was a household
1: name. It's I mean, Oh yeah, especially when you're a kid cuz you could say damn Exactly. How cool is that? His last name is a curse word. Yeah. Him and Rob Van Dam, and you—you wanted them to be brothers. You wanted them to be.
0: You're doing the whole Beavis and Butthead (laughs) thing. Is this a Van Dam movie? And mom and dad, I want to watch this Van Dam movie. You just keep emphasizing damn the whole time. I want to watch that damn movie. What'd you say? Y'all, the Van Dam movie. The Van Dam movie. Oh,
1: okay. See, (laughs) 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 And like, I. Honestly, do not remember the first time I saw this because it is just sandwiched in between Lionheart, sudden death, nowhere to run, Universal uh, Soul. Death Warrant. Yeah. I definitely I mean... know it's not time cop because Time Cop is the only one where it's like, oh yeah, you die if you touch yourself. <laughs> it's a PSA there. Don't touch <laughs> that,
0: yourself. That's a that's a that's Nate's PSA today.
1: The don't touch yourself or you'll die. I remember though and this is no joke, in 92 going to the movie theaters to see Universal Soldier with my I, aunt and uncle. I, I was, was like
0: four. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, you had to be like baby Nate going to watch Dolphin. But I remember
1: seeing that in theaters and thinking it was the coolest thing ever.
0: Well, it's because it is, and it it's still so is. Cool. And that is, I think that one was a possibility I was going to throw up as my pick, but I was like, what represent, I guess I took things a little different. Like Dan went for an awesome movie that happened to be in the nineties. You kind of went the way I did. Well, I was like, what is a movie that personified action movies of the nineties of its era? Ronan does that, but it also, you know, was a cast that you wouldn't always go. Oh yeah. These are the action greats, you know, De Niro and, uh, I'm going to mess up his name. I'm just going to call him Leon, the professional, because, you know, Cody loves that freaking movie.
1: Oh, the funny thing is, too, Cody was like, you picked Tombstone, didn't you? Because me being the big Western guy. Everyone thought you did.
0: (laughs) He's not the only one. There were, like, people like, no, Nate chose Tombstone. And I'm like, really? Why? Like, Dan is the immediate person I would have been like, Dan picked Tombstone. I mean, Western, Kurt Russell, backdraft, you know, all that stuff. (laughs) And I was like, and I, we didn't tell everyone who picked what we didn't want to like, we didn't want to be biased. Yeah. We don't want to skew everything, even though I picked our target and most people <laughs> would be like,
1: Charlie picked hard target. You oh yeah. I mean, it know. was pretty obvious. Like, come on. That's obviously Charlie's pick.
0: <laughs> Charlie totally went for the best nineties mullet on planet earth right
1: there. And, I'm and I sorry, swear in uh, my head, I thought he had that mullet in multiple movies. I think it's just this one, right? It's. I think it is just this. Although, wait. Uh, Time Copy has type a kind of
0: mullet, doesn't he?
1: Doesn't he have a movie called like Maximum Risk or something like that? Did he have one in that? I don't oh know. God, I don't know. Just no, in nothing... my head, he constantly had a mullet, and I think it's just it's, this movie. I
0: think it's this <laughs> movie. This that you put this Van Damme head on everything. I think it yeah. would still work. If I, and were I to mean... have a
1: NECA action figure, it doesn't come with multiple heads. It just comes with. The mullet. All
0: of them. All, it's all the mullet, <laughs> all the Van Dams bloodsport mullet, mullet kickboxer mullet. You know I, that's what I want you know. uncut original Predator mullet. That's right. It's just Van Dam running around in a red suit, but the mullet. You yeah. know that's what's hanging off the back of his head. No, I mean it's this movie. I remember. I kind of remember the first time I watched it because I remember that I rented this movie, watched it rewound the tape and watched it again. And why that sticks up in my mind is there's only like a small handful of movies. I ever do that with uh, the crow was one of them that I watched this movie went, Holy shit. That was the greatest thing I've ever watched. I hit rewind and I watched it a second time all in one sitting hard target was that
1: way too. And to think. I remember like it was one of the James bonds movies, like dad and I like after it was over, we're like, let's just watch it again. It's yeah. like we didn't have cable most of the time growing up. Or when no, we, did, we didn't either. Yeah. We'd be behind on the bills on that, and that'd be the first thing to get cut. So
0: we weren't behind on the bills. They just didn't get cable to us by that
1: time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were still cutting trees and nah, we were broke up over the mountains. <laughs> oh, we were broke too, but you know, we had, we we had, had trees network. and mountains. We had cable trees and mountains. And you then, know. like,
1: I had family when they were in that same situation, but they would have dish. But it was like the old uh, direct TV where. If the wind hits just right, you lose your picture.
0: Oh, that was our antenna. We had the big-ass metal antenna coming out of the top of our house that you would go out and turn it to get the network channels, and if the wind blew, it would go out.
1: Oh, I remember and, the old. We had yeah. like this really sweet like uh, ladder system rigged up that you had to climb up. Ours was, it was awesome.
0: Ours was literally right off the front porch, and it was on a long pole that you could just turn, but the kicker was, depending Sounds on what so was on. Sounds so much more safe. Not in a lightning storm. <laughs> uh, but if the, like, I could turn it and dad'd be like, it's perfect. And I'd let go. It's gone. And I'd grab it. It's perfect. Yeah, it's like and I'm like, you Shit. holding on
1: to it. Like, you you got to stay there, boy. I've added something <laughs> to it. And if it was an important
0: part of a, a, a game, you know, a, a football game or something, or the news, weather's getting ready to come on, boy, stay out there for a second. Like, Damn it. I don't want to <laughs> stay here. <laughs>
1: man it's so weird but nowadays it's like yesterday your internet was going out this morning my internet was crapping out like that's our issues now we matter what as technology goes
0: (laughs) yeah oh we had like 20 minutes of like hurricane wind yesterday Uh, we lost branches in the yard jackie was outside waiting for the kids to get off the bus she had to go back and get in the suburban not because it was raining but it was raining branches everywhere and i'm like you need Then the power goes out. I heard the transformer explode in the neighborhood. It sounds like a cannon. And it was like two hours later, they had us back up and running. But I'll tell a Nate, like, if we ain't got power, I don't have any drops ready. I don't have a trailer ready. We don't have anything
1: ready. (laughs) And I was like, it sounds like you're a problem. I'm drinking.
0: Yeah. Nate's like, I'm already (laughs) halfway into the wind right now. Sounds like you got wind and I'm in the wind. Yeah. but No. So, and this is, this movie's kind of important. Also, because this is John Woo's very first American
1: Hollywood movie, which I mean, sadly, he did not do too many. Um, no, but God, man, this is coming right off of uh, Hard Boiled. Yes, which is all right. If I were to make like one pick on my Mount Rushmore, it's Hard Boiled. That's my little teaser for everyone. But yeah, like that's that's hard to follow up, man. <laughs> well, I
0: think it's, it's hard to follow up, but it really, I guess if we're looking at it now, it was, but as far as American audiences went, they didn't really know John. Woo. Yeah. They, they didn't know, know his style, just, you know,
1: and it's it, funny watching this and seeing, Oh my God. Little hints can say. Yep. of John Woo with mission impossible Two, um, face with off, face off with yep. like the, that fake Billy Zane and John Claude Van Damme are backs against the wall. <laughs> fake Dark yeah. Man as well.
0: Well, yeah, fake it's fake Darkman. I
1: like no, I love Arnold Boslow. Quit. I, 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 I like Arnold. him a lot. Lo- it's just I, first, Arnold Boslow like, is my favorite. When he like appears on screen, it's like, oh, was that Billy Zane? and i was like oh billy zane and then i realized yeah, oh, you, like, oh, no, billy it's, it's the dude from the mummy it's Hotep." i'm like okay that's what
0: everyone's like <laughs> it's it's the mummy guy and i'm sitting there going it's the hard target guy you know it's van cleef literally named for van cleef in the westerns i love it <laughs> but no I, I, I love i love arnold boss no, so it's... much i grabbed one of his one of the line from arnold well the first best line he has there's another one i couldn't get a drop for but this is this is pure arnold Voslo and he didn't talk in the mummy so if you've only ever known him from the That's mummy true. get ready because this is arnold Voslo randall
2: randall randall you were gonna leave without saying goodbye my mama got sick in biloxia
0: I was going to call you Mr. Van Cleef. Of course you were.
2: Of course you were. <laughs> I know you didn't mean to hurt my feelings. <laughs>
0: he, so that that's how he talks. I mean, that's his accent and everything. I mean, even in the, the Dark Man 2 and Dark Man 3 movies, he has that accent. I think he was just channeling William Shatner in this movie. because Everyone all... was
1: channeling something in this movie. <laughs> they
0: would talk and then take a break and then talk again.
1: <laughs> yeah. On top of like, this movie was clearly not made for Dolby Atmos because, man, no. there were some glaring ADR issues that oh. I do not remember. This is meant for a CRT, you know, TV. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just like some of the stuff I'm like, it's really hard to hear what's going on, or there's just weird pops. Like, I, that's my I, biggest complaint when going back and watching some of these movies. It's just like yeah. the sound department let us down. They gave us the, the explosions, but when it comes to actual audio of people talking,
0: <laughs> they didn't know what we were going to have now, though. I mean, yeah, I, that's the I, thing. I, I still say that. It's like, I, I remember, you know, I never picked up on that watching this on VHS. And I oh, have. Man. I have this on DVD, but I was like, I want to really watch it in a higher depth. So we rented it on Amazon Prime. The yeah, pictures, I bought
1: gorgeous. The, the HD version. Yeah, it's, well, it's I'll, great.
0: I'll tell you why I only rented it here in a second. But picture wise, I was blown away. I was like, holy shit, this movie looks fantastic. Although now I can tell every time there's a stunt double
1: i can tell oh yeah Yeah, i can tell that van damme does not ride a horse (laughs) he doesn't (laughs) ride a horse he barely rides a motorcycle yeah (laughs) he he doesn't
0: jump over cars which is lance henderson is not a demon on fire (laughs) (laughs) no he is oh you didn't know you didn't oh i have something to tell you when we. oh really Oh yeah! Did he really we're... catch himself on fire? Okay, we're talking about it. Screw it. Everyone's watched Hard Target. No, the end of that, he was too close to one of the pyrotechnics. His jacket actually caught on fire. He kept acting. If you pay attention to the guys behind him, which was uh, Sven Thorson and a couple of the other like other guys, they're all like standing still. Is it the oh shit? yeah they are literally like holy shit lance is on fire lance kept acting took the coat off and then says that iconic line that's not in the script of get out there and kill him it's what you're paid for and it's like that's all real he really caught on fire dude really just goes hard for his roles (laughs) well i mean it wasn't fake fire from near dark but it was real fire in hard target. So damn, uh, that's how hard it went, man. And I mean, that's, I legit
1: thought I was like, that's gotta be a stunt double. No, and that's they why through the fire on him for one sec, but the rest was all stunt double.
0: It's why the cameras not never actually cuts away from his face. It is Lance Hendricks on fire, taking that coat off and everyone around him is stunned. Like, <laughs> what do we do? And he keeps the scene going, and I'm like, I do is... love that
1: line of like, "This is what you paid for." So this is the only movie where I can honestly think that the henchmen are not under a payroll. The henchmen have to buy into it, so it's a multi-level yeah. marketing henchman scheme.
0: It really is. It's like it's a little pyramid, it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah, thing. and and there's like henchmen that do work for him. The un un you know no face motorcycle covered yeah. guys, the guys he kept calling his dogs sick the dogs on them peck and stuff like that and yeah but everyone else in here paid to be there and if you killed van damme you didn't actually have to pay everyone else paid i was like that's that's interesting that's very interesting
1: some, rules that's how you get um, some dudes in there what's funny is you start to make the keys or like the connections to this movie too so there's actually like a horror connection here too because i found out last night Um or not last night, the night before, that Sam Raimi produced this, him and Robert Tappert from Evil Dead. So I got my little Mm -hmm. horror touch there, which then explains why we get Darkman 2. It explains uh, where the screenplay also comes from because Chuck Paffner, the man that wrote this, also wrote Darkman, the original one. And Ted Raimi has a little cameo in this. Yeah,
0: I love the little Ted Raimi ain't got no change man yeah why is ted ramey just walking across the screen doing the worst like louisiana accent
1: he's one of those people that when he shows up i get so excited like he shows up briefly in the original Candyman. yeah and it's just like yeah ted ramey
0: (laughs) he was in another about his
1: face wasn't he in the the grudge like in the the office at the beginning of it when i think they... so because uh that remake was produced by sam
0: yeah so he would yeah, yeah. so basically now it's like if you see ted Raimi pop up look Sam's at the involved. credits and see if sam <laughs> the biggest reason sam was involved was the studio hired him to keep an eye on john Woo. they knew there was a language barrier that they were going to have to overcome this was a project that they had considered Sam Raimi to do, but Raimi was actually like, no, we need John Woo. Uh, you know, he was like champion
1: John Woo yeah. to
0: everyone.
1: I and don't so, think Sam would have been able to pull off some of the, the, the the whole final act. I don't know.
0: I, you know, there's so much about this that while I appreciate Sam's there, this was not. This... So I want to, I did want to talk about this. This movie is so much different than most like van damme movies we grew up watching
1: it really is because it like the heavy gunplay with unnecessary kicking people in denim well there's that but there's also it's
0: it's obviously stylized after a western i mean we even get the the scene and i love it every time i see it of van damme unholstering his leg when he pulls the coat
2: away from his side
0: (laughs) to get ready to kick the guy
1: um but
0: it, it's also, he's always like in this like duster kind of Western
1: feel. Yeah, he's in the duster that Mac has from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> and it cracked me up so much. I looked at Jackie and I was like, I want to grow
0: a mullet and I want a black duster. And she said, No. I said, Fine, no mullet, but I'd get a black duster. I'm getting She's a like, duster. She was like, Do the you goodwill. Just, did you just throw mullet in there so you could make sure you got a black duster? I'm like, Maybe. I know how this works. I know how to
1: negotiate.
0: That's right. You always get something on the table that you're willing to take off, and I will take the ball at all as long as I get the Black Duster. But it just has such a Western feel. And I know this is a funny thing, but I'm sitting here watching the movie going, not once have I seen Van Dam's butt
1: at all. Oh, that's true. He does every have a butt movie clause.
0: is Van Dam butt. Dan makes fun of Dan Van Dam butt. And I'm watching this going, there's not even a love scene in this movie. Like, that's usually yeah. in a Van Damme clause. Now, yeah. I did read that there was a, they thought about doing it, but it didn't work with the pacing of it and everything. I mean, say, had, I don't
1: think you could fit it in here anywhere.
0: No, I, Yeah, they're either in the car or always running. There's never a point where they're like, stop somewhere that makes sense. So you got Yancey Butler running around, and I mean, she's she's easy on the eyes. I mean, she's got eyebrows, you notice, you know, from a mile away, but that that works. Uh, I knew her best later on because she did the Witchblade series, which I thought was fantastic. I Oh, love that. really? Oh, yeah. The, okay. I read the comic, you know, Top Cow, Witchblade yeah. stuff, and then they did live action, and I was like, she works. I buy it. She <laughs> she makes a good
1: Sarah Penzi. So... I was just reading. There's only like five American John Woo movies. Uh, Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. He didn't really do a whole lot. And I don't know if it was six. My bad. I forgot about Paycheck, the Ben Affleck.
0: I think we all would like to forget about Paycheck. Like,
1: I do believe that's the film that probably ended his American run. I guess you could say it flopped hard. That was around Benifer, I believe, and it's just, it's an awkward action movie. It is.
0: I, You know, Affleck was hit or miss with that stuff. Like, he tried to He's do... He's great
1: in The Accountant. Yeah. Like, that's a fantastic action movie. That but then he did out. stuff
0: like Reindeer Games.
1: No. Affleck was the bomb in Reindeer Games, yo.
0: No. Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms, yo. <laughs> <laughs> See, we even threw in a Kevin Smith <laughs> reference for Dan, and he's not here. I know. Nate, we've oh. almost forgot to do your three sentence synopsis. Oh, you ready for this? Not really, no, but let's do it.
1: <laughs> I,
2: I,
0: I knew it was going to be something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nate doing, yeah, the the Cajun accents in this movie. What was with 90s action movies being obsessed with Cajun accents? Because it's still a
0: foreign thing to us, even though it's in the States. That's really what I think it is. It, it, It seems exotic, and it's down south. I got an aunt that it, lives in Louisiana, and she doesn't talk like that. I don't know <laughs> what the whole thing like, is.
1: Um, Steven Seagal, I think he still tries to pull off Cajun accents in his direct-to-video, you know, movies that keep I, coming I, out. I just don't know.
0: I think Va- I think Seagal just is a bad accent, no matter how he's talking.
1: It That's, doesn't. But just the fact that he keeps like, nah, I got to do a Cajun accent, like. <laughs> Cajun
0: or Brooklyn or anything like that. I, so my thought is they did it because of Van Damme. He has such an odd accent anyway. They needed some place It didn't like stand out, you know, putting Van Damme in like Los Angeles. He stands out putting Van Damme in the, you know, the country, the backwoods country. He's going to stand out put him in Louisiana in you know Baton Rouge and all this other stuff he doesn't stand out as much now except for the mullet
1: you know I say the mullet stands out he also works very cheaply like he charged her for two days of work two hundred and seventeen dollars yeah which I did the math is the equivalent of four dollars and fifty two cents an hour for his services uh let's, I probably wouldn't have hired the man Well, no, uh, hold on, let's
0: see, Uh, 93, I started working in 95, mid-95, for $4.15 was minimum wage. Oh. That was, so it was better than minimum wage, and it was cash, no taxes.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: that was probably damn good money, especially, you know in a more depressed area of Louisiana. Okay,
1: that's fair cuz in my head I was looking at, it at modern times where I was like, man, if a dude say he's going to find my dad for 217 bucks, I'd be like, nah, you're too cheap. You don't go with the cheapest contractor, you know this.
0: Well, he even negotiated it up. It was she wanted him at 100 bucks a day and then he had to pay back dues that were 217 yeah. <laughs> and he goes, I would do it for $217. He even kind of pauses for a second going, I need the extra $17. I really could use the 17
1: <laughs> bucks, and I don't want to pass out sex phone flyers to make that money. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I guess we can
0: talk real quick about the basic premise of this movie is people paying to hunt people. Yeah, and like rich the,
1: people pay to hunt Yeah, homeless folks.
0: Uh well, homeless because A, they usually don't have family or anything, but they also required them to be somewhat trained, military trained or police officers, or something to that effect. They had to add to, be, to
1: the thrill of the hunt. It's really right. disgusting. Well,
0: I mean, the thought of it is, but in the movie it's pretty entertaining. You know, it's <laughs> but they, they, they go after and they they kill a guy named Douglas Bender, which is why I made the Bender joke earlier who happened to be have family that no one knew about when they checked on him. It also turns out that they switched the names of the guy that they were supposed to be hunting because they couldn't get the other one. So there's a whole backstory to that too. But no, that's so it's, the daughter comes down to Louisiana to find her dad. And Van Dam saves her life uh, basically at the diner. So, and then we have there's not a lot of drops I could grab for this movie. There is, but
1: like he beats the hell out of like what three or four dudes in front yeah, of a like, car. There's like four dudes, and yeah. it has that like classic uh, what you see more in Asian cinema of like multiple camera angles, kind of showing this the same shot. Yes. Uh, like all right, that dude took a tumble, but now let's show it to you on the left side and then the middle side or something. Yeah, or here what? he is going through glass you know and then
0: he's coming through the glass on the other so yeah. there's like a
1: camera outside a camera inside
0: we've gotten used to it now because of like the john wick movies and you know a lot of movies that are more influenced by asian cinema but this was still kind of new to us you know you're like yeah yeah. Cin- i mean it definitely photography wise it was great it also this whole scene has my favorite van damme line in it <laughs>
2: said get lost now take your big stick and your boyfriend and find a bus to catch oh this guy's funny and
0: the next it's all quiet but the very next scene is where he pulls the the duster back yeah and unholsters (laughs) the van dam leg and if the
1: fight's fantastic I mean this is no it's great like this is definitely one of the best like Van Damme movies like that's what it, it made me realize when going back and watching it I always thought um Sudden Impact was like my favorite but I'm like this might be up there this look
0: I have never actually sat down and went okay what's the best one but if I went like or what's not my sudden top Sudden Impact Sudden Death I'm an idiot <laughs> so it was Double Impact so you got that mixed up which Double Impact's actually really good
1: See, it's uh, the
0: Van Dam movies in the '90s all blend together. Uh, Lionheart, Double Impact, uh, Death Warrant, uh, Sudden Death, Hard Target, Universal I Soldier. I bet could throw I mean,
1: two words together and it'd make a Van Dam movie. Well, so
0: that was the thing. So Van Dam usually had dying two word... hard. That's not it. Uh, Van Dam <laughs> usually had it was it was like their thing that the studios would do. Van Dam movies usually had to be two words. Seagal movies had to be three words oh. marked for death out for justice. You know, all that, that was kind of hard their to kill, hard to kill. Yeah, exactly. So that was kind of like their little trademark stamp on. If it's a Seagal movie, it's three. If it's Van Damme, it was two. If it's Arnold, just put him on the cover and Stallone everyone gets Stallone one. <laughs> yeah. Stallone, Rambo, cliffhanger, you know, <laughs> demolition man, stuff like that. It was, it was just kind of the way they're doing it. But no, if I had to do like my, my favorite Van Damme movies of this era, I mean, like Lionheart is way up there. I love that movie, you know, hard target. I I, I picked it, obviously. Universal Soldier. I mean, Death Warrant is insanely good with an excellent villain at the end of it with Sandman. I mean, I love that frickin' movie. But I don't know if I could pick my favorite Van Damme movie right now. I, that's really hard for me to, like, just pick one out and go. Because
1: I love I love
0: Street Fighter. It's a terrible movie, but I love it.
1: Street yeah. Fighter does have some, like, cult classic value to it now, though.
0: Well, Raul I Julia think, alone, I think, yeah. elevates it even higher. Because that man, he, he was to the point of, he gives... Zero F's in that movie. He's yeah. like, I'm all in. And Van Damme was coked out of his brain, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, teenage guys like us are watching Kylie Minogue run around all over the screen with, you know, Chun-Li. It it was good. You know, we'll watch it. <laughs> Kids Google Kylie Minogue. You, la, you'll la, you'll la, understand.
1: They even
0: la, knew the song.
1: <laughs>
0: la, 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 la. all right Nate, before we get too uh disjointed here on our love of hard target and van damme and everything 90s i think it's a good time to uh take a break do our commercials because you know that's what we have to do for the network
1: let's do it all right <laughs>
2: Crew to the Monster Movie Stomp Down with me, Stompy, and my brother, Frank. Hi, I'm Frank. <laughs> Join us, Sludge, Mark, and Ruben, three times a month as we review Monster Movies from around the world. And don't forget about the monthly contest at Triple I. Not only that, Frank, but you will find extra content like The Underdogs, Monster Mash Wednesdays, and the Friday Night Fights each week exclusively on our Facebook and Instagram. So please join us at the Monster Movie Stop Now. Your one-stop jump for Monster Movie Reviews, news, interview, trivia, laughs, and of course me, stomping. And from Hey, this is the one-man gold mine, the one-man enterprise of professional wrestling and all entertainment, Flynn Hendricks. And you better believe when I'm looking for a good podcast to listen to, I go to my own. I go to the I Know You Hear Me podcast hosted by me, Flynn Hendricks. That is such a fresh perspective for how you should look at life. too. Like I just, I love that. And then when I'm feeling spooky, I go to my other podcast, Tales from the Haunt, where myself, I want my head shoved inside a 15-pound silicone mask more. You know, I want to have a bucket of sweat coming off me at the end of the night and just Jeff.
0: Dogs don't like eggs, <laughs> <laughs> I
2: hate you so much. Talk to other scare actors about what it takes to get into the world of scare acting. So if you're curious about how people became professional wrestlers, actors, prioritized their mental health, became entrepreneurs, avoided burnout, or got into scare acting, you need to go check out I Know You Hear Me and Tales from the Hot." Available on all podcasting platforms. And I know you hear me.
0: All right. There's our nice little network drops there. So we'll keep everybody happy that's in the group. So... We're we are everywhere tonight this morning. I keep saying tonight. That it's just because yeah, we're getting my brain, to it, man. But... It's morning. I got morning fog brain. So Oh, it is morning, that's for damn sure. Yeah, it is. So no, like I said, we're we're kind of bouncing all over the place. I will give a quick shout out though that uh our bros over at uh, podcasting after dark covered hard target like this past year or the year before. I can't remember exactly what year they do a complete walkthrough of the movie and it's awesome. If you love that type of podcast and they will go scene by scene, talk about their favorite stuff. So if you're really into that kind of, you know, movie podcast, check those guys out to the fact that even Corey voted for hard target in our poll. I was like, you guys covered it. And he's like, I love hard target. You know, <laughs> I'm, you know, it took a chance cause my mama took one, you know, that, that, that kind of stuff. So yeah, check out the guys over at Podcasting After Dark for a really good in-depth, better than us walkthrough of this movie. So let's uh let's talk about why, why why this one I picked over every other movie in the '90s. I guess that would be a good good yeah place that's to a good go point
1: because right we did say we wanted to pick something that wasn't like well at least I said I was like I'm not picking anything super famous but. <laughs> well,
0: so there, there is a nineties movie that Dan and I have agreed that we're going to do. I think we're still planning on doing it this year that we consider as a 10 Alleyong movie. It's an absolute favorite of ours. We quote it all the time. So we weren't going to pick that, even though that movie is obviously above this one. But again, I went for, I want a movie that I thought personified the nineties. Which is this movie, the style, the action, the look, the, you know, yeah, it was a new John Woo, fire. but now <laughs> the fire, the, uh, the gunplay, which I feel like is a total Woo thing, but we God, got, yeah, worked. the gunplay
1: is total Woo. The pigeons instead of doves.
0: I think there's one dove
1: in the movie. I think there's one dove in a slow-mo of him jumping like over something. You see a dove but the rest I don't, is was pigeons. it that one?
0: Or was it the very first dove we see there? There's like one scene Always where there. We, we get that first time we see the bird. And I'm pretty sure that one's a dove. The rest of them are pigeons. And they he even references and calls a guy a pigeon.
1: Yeah, he after, does. It's such a hardcore way. <laughs> after
0: the bird shits on the dude, which I was like, that's, that's unique. I've never seen that before in an action movie.
1: What I liked about all this, especially revisiting, is like, ah, oh, this is probably the movie that I had watched, and that's what I was playing in the backyard, like with my brother. You guys were like, playing the, hard targets? Like the shootouts and stuff like, oh, yeah, uh, just like the way of like ducking and like hiding behind stuff and just sliding around in the grass. It's like, oh, it all came from this. Like, obviously, this this was that that introduction,
0: because this movie is actually not the endless bullet action movie that we watched before this. They reload their guns. If a gun runs out of an ammo out of ammo, they throw it down Van
1: Dam is constantly grabbing uh magazines off of corpses like yeah if he's me and stuff for his pistol but it still just cracked me up every time he'd shoot a guy like 17 times then he'd kick him in the face i'm like they're already dead no nah, you gotta have <laughs> a van damme kick
0: you know? I don't know
1: how he does the kicks
0: in levi's so i think i think there was like levi's that were like extra like stretchy and stuff chuck norse did it i, I mean just, there's even like chuck Norris pants or something that they were like you know you can kick the bad guys in these Levi's or something like that.
1: <laughs> you know, you I'm had to go like, shopping after this you, is done. You
0: had the Claudia Schiffer you know, jeans that were like poured onto her and painted. And then you had the Van Damme and Chuck Norris's that were also painted on, but they could move. They yeah, could jump. I, would, they I could don't kick. know how. <laughs> and that's I mean, the way that Wu really Made that he shot it well to make Van Dam look the absolute best he could look in this movie. Yeah, he
1: definitely made it to where a person you're not used to seeing gunplay like actually believable.
0: You could believe that he was because in the movie he's supposed to be like military trained, he's like uh Marine recon or something. When they're reading his dossier, uh, when they figure out who he is, the bad guys, you know. And we're gonna talk about Lance. We we can't not talk about the bad guys no, in no. this because they're the other reason this movie is so you know, so awesome. But Wu had a way of just going he did it with Chow Yun Fat. Chow Yun Fat is the man he is because of John Wu. Yeah. I mean that 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 elevated him up as a as a Chinese actor and action star. tour even Chow Yun was able to break into the American market because people saw what John Woo was able to do with him and you know, how, how that all translated. So it was kind of like this perfect marriage of Woo and Van Dam because Van Dam had the skills. He already looked good. He had a a presence in Hollywood, but again, it was always look at my muscles, look at my butt. There's gotta be a hot girl and I need to like roundhouse kick everyone. That was the Van Dam thing and John Woo's like you're more than that. Let's 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 bring you back down a little bit. You're still going to do martial arts. You're still going to kick people, but you're going to be almost fully clothed this entire movie. He doesn't really expose any skin till the end. You know, yeah. when he loses the duster and everything.
1: Even then he, he still looks like in that what you have in your head like oh yeah, Van Damme's always in jeans and like a tank top. Yeah. A white tank top you know like that's in my head that's what he is and they
0: still like did the van damme thing where there was close-ups of his muscles you know the muscles from Brussels. He he had that he had that ego he needed to have you know for every movie show my muscles show everyone how good i look and he did but i feel like he looked he he came across so much better as that western drifter kind of you know, he's the good guy just by the way he talks and acts. And yes, John Wu did fan, you know, every time he's like on screen, there was the music change to be the hero of the movie. You knew he was the hero immediately, even if you've never seen a, you know, a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Yeah, definitely. So, and then with back to the gunplay is this was, yeah, everyone had to reload. There was, um he he dual wields which is a yeah, John Woo yeah, thing. Yeah, that
1: was very strange to see Van Dam dual wielding pistols.
0: Any, it's any action It's just like star. awkward.
1: Yeah, but like but with John Woo and Face Off, that's all I think about is everyone's dual wielding in Face Off.
0: Yeah, now now we're used to it. Now our our video games we dual wield, our movies they dual. How ahead dual-willed. of the
1: curve it was because in the 80s it was Let's get the really big guy and get him a really big gun.
0: Yeah, he needs you to know? carry a minigun around. He needs he needs you know a shotgun that fires two hundred fifty seven rounds needs a second. An
1: LMG, you know, and yeah. Like John Woo was like, no, we're gonna make everything smaller. You know. Yeah, and they're like,
0: they're running around with Berettas and MP fives and
1: shotguns. That's yeah. pretty much. Well, there is one dude running sh- around with the normal uh, arsenal, I guess that. except for the
0: guy that shoots arrows out of a gun
1: yeah i've never seen that before i have never seen that
0: at all but it's also like the very first thing we see in this movie i mean the title card has that arrow going across
1: well at first when you see the arrow i was like oh like someone's got a crossbow somewhere and i was like oh that's coming from the rifle and i was like that's probably a sam thing too i i can't help but feel like he suggested that well, you, I can tell
0: you right now, the, the shots of the arrow flying straight up Sam Raimi. That oh, yeah. was definitely you know, the, the camera follows it's the eyeball. It. Yeah, it's <laughs> to me that that was uh, immediately I go, oops, Sam Raimi. But I was like, I'm also I'm I'm 100 percent in. I was like, yep, I believe that weapon
1: exists. Yeah, I do, too. I don't know how you load it. I mean, it looked like it had a magazine to it as well. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm guessing that's like an air air cylinder or something you know what i mean
1: like it had to be like the little co2 cartridges i would love to to see (laughs) have a weapons expert explain that to us
0: (laughs) well i was also like later on when he has like all the guys that paid one guy's only walking around with a beretta i was like you could pick any weapon like they even tell you it's whatever weapon of choice we can get it And this guy's in the bayou with a chrome plated Beretta (laughs) because and it's only like brought to your attention because one of the other guys dies and Lance takes the guy's rifle and hands it to the guy that only has a gun.
1: (laughs) And and two things there. I love Lance's gun, but is it just a 410 shotgun? No, no, no. Uh because I did not know what it was. I was like, it's really not cool if it's just a 410. Like that's
0: <laughs> a so, little
1: guy, little kid's shotgun. So yeah, real quick while you're
0: talking about Lance's gun, it is called a Thompson center contender. And what really makes that gun cool is A, it's a single shot, you know, which he obviously shows off in there, but the barrels are interchangeable for different caliber bullets. So if you want to shoot a different type of round or, you know, a different size bullet, all you did was change the barrel. Oh, really? Which I kind of like. I th- it kind of suits the character. It could suit, as...
1: like, what his hunt is, I guess.
0: Right. And, you know, he is obviously the alpha hunter. So
1: I yeah. I need one shot, one kill kind of mentality. Yeah, I can get it done like that. Where I also love, like, how you said, oh, any gun you get, we can we'll get you, you know, what you want. Yeah. At the end of the movie, the final act, it is revealed when they do the great action, like sequence of all the guns being revealed. You know, they're just pulling out suitcases after suitcases Mm -hmm. and just submachine gun, pistol, you name it, they do in fact have it. But like, I always love like those type of montage clips where it's like, here you go. Here's the arsenal at play.
0: Here's your smorgasbord of guns. And there's still some dumbass that grabbed a Beretta and walked into the bayou with it. I was like, yeah. And why only one gun each? I'm hunting someone that's been killing everyone. I'm grabbing three or four. Oh Period. yeah, definitely. I am i don't make care sure that
1: if I fall, a gun's going to go off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I am the bullet. I, I am, am the, the explosion.
1: <laughs> well, like Van Damme has a shotgun that has like, the most insane range i've ever seen on a shotgun
0: (laughs) it has insane range he uh, you know they they go to uncle duvet which ends up being diabetes you know wilford brimley is his cajun uncle with the thickest weirdest Cajun. the weirdest who allowed that (laughs) i think they were like it's wilford brimley i don't think we're allowed to tell him no (laughs) But I'm sorry, I get the line that still cracks me up every time I hear it, is we see him making moonshine, and he takes a drink, and he's like, ooh-wee, make a jackrabbit slap a bear. (laughs) I was like, yeah, (laughs) make that jackrabbit slap a bear. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But anyway, uh, uh, talking about the guns, Van Dam goes, do you have that .30-06 I gave you? And he's like, nope. Gator ate it. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course, <laughs> they remind what? us that we are in New Orleans. <laughs> and he's like, but I still got your shotgun. And I I looked this up because I just felt like there was a reason why a the shotgun was chrome. I was like, that makes no sense to have in the bayou and the bush. I was like, were they making like an Excalibur reference? You know, like this oh. is this is his excalibur this is his he's one with this gun
1: this is his master
0: sword it's yeah yeah not really i mean other than when he like cleans it off that's the only like real slow mo i think it was just because he's the hero my guess is it was he has to
1: stand out that's the hero's gun. gun will stand out instead of being like black but honestly I would know this because all like some of my shotguns are. It would have camouflage pattern on it. You're in the bayou. Right? It's going to be a camouflage pattern shotgun.
0: <laughs> Wait, but I'm guessing the 30 6 looked like that, and that's why the Gator ate it.
1: Yeah, that's probably it. But like, I do love that they go to the high ground with the helicopter to chase him, and they mess it up. <laughs> well, he, uh, Lance, here you had the in. high ground. That's one thing Obi-Wan has taught us is you always win. helicopter versus horse i got the money on the helicopter lance told arnold voslo not to kill him from the air
0: arnold voslo's like screw it let's kill him i can take him from the air and he's like no that's not how we do things and voslo's like i don't care he's kicking (laughs) our ass i'm gonna go (laughs) kill him so he wasn't even supposed to kill him at that point which I thought was really And that was, there was no drop for it, but it's my second favorite. Arnold Voslo line was they land and Lance is kind of like, look, I know you wanted to do it your way. I hope you're not pissed at me. And Arnold Vosloo looks at me and he goes, I don't get angry. I'm a professional. And I'm like, oh God, I, love that line. <laughs> I love that line so much. I'm a professional.
1: But like the amount of explosions going off near that horse, I was like, oh, this can't Mad be Middles. safe. Yeah, I was like, there's was, no way. <laughs> I
0: was the 90s again, man. And yeah. They got, they got away with a lot of stuff, man. A lot of explosions, though. Everything blows up in this movie. Everything. You know, uh, Uncle Duvet. If a wall, hits a wall. It blows up. Bullet hits a wall, it blows up. Uncle Duvet's house blows up because he just has dynamite planted everywhere. Yeah. And I guess in case the federal man comes and taxes him on that moonshine he's making <laughs> in the back. <laughs> Uh everything in the Mardi Gras graveyard is explosive. If you shoot one of the the uh parade uh, floats, it explodes. It explodes. Uh the uh, bird hanging from the rafters, if you shoot it, explodes. it explodes. It uh, there's tons of gasoline as gonna everywhere. say fuel
1: is just everywhere in the bayou. Like there's you can't walk anywhere without fuel being on your boots. Try. You know, motorcycle runs through, you kick a can of gasoline at it, shoot the can of gasoline, it explodes. Uh, Uh, You can stand on top of a motorcycle as it explodes into an exploding SUV. Yep, so that explodes. Uh, You duck and dive
0: behind a water uh, construction barrel. Barrel explodes. If you go underneath a table, that explodes. Everything explodes. Uh, Guys explode in this (laughs) the arrows probably exploded probably i think you know they all they probably thought about it and they're like well we can't do rambo we can't yeah. have the explosive <laughs> tip arrows flying at everyone glass that would explodes be a, that would be a little less clandestine when they do their hunts in the heart of the <laughs> t- the city where they're 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 hunting these people I want explosive tip arrows. You said I can have any weapon I want. And they're like, nah, uh, best we can do is broad
1: <laughs> <laughs> One guy, he used them. He screwed it up for the rest of you.
0: That was one of their things where they used to, f- they they said they did hunts and all over the place. Or yeah. that was why he goes, this isn't Budapest. He's like, we gave that guy explosive tip arrows. Totally screwed the whole thing <laughs> It's Saturday. Don't morning, you remember our time in Budapest? Come on, <laughs> that's right. This is a picnic compared to Budapest. <laughs> so it, before they even get to duvet's place, they're like walking through the bayou. They've got they've they've done the highway scene where he rides the motorcycle and jumps over the car and lands on his feet. Which is awesome, but
1: again, what an iconic 90s action movie moment. When that happened, I was like, oh, it's from this movie. Okay. You know, it's also
0: when I'm watching it in high def going, oh, that's a definite stunt double. That is so not Van Damme. It's like, I get that he's not going to do it, but can we not show his face? All I needed was mullet. You know, the the (laughs) guy just needed a
1: mullet to sell it. We we could just make him look like cousin it and just nothing but (laughs) hair. (laughs) Would have been fine. Would have been fine.
0: But anyway, they get done with all that. They end up in the bayou, and Nat is like asking, him, "Like, should we be afraid of gators?" And he's like, "Sure, if you want." You know, it's like obviously there's gators to be scared of.
1: There's this opportunity of not having a gator explode.
0: Right. We need exploding gators. Well, we yeah. got that. we get that in eraser later from. Uh, oh, that's true, from, uh, Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> we, very bad CG gators. Gators. <laughs> and they're going through, and we get another scene that this movie's probably well-known for is they stop to take a break, and Van Damme gets real cl- You think this is the, the Van Damme sexy time moment, even though I'm like, they're in the bush. They're not doing anything. And he's like, do you trust me? And she's like, why? And he's like, you just have to say you trust me. So she closes her eyes and you can see her like kind of like lean in as if he's he's going to kiss her, which I'm like, that's, there's no reason. He's like, we need to get out of here. And we get the rattlesnake scene in this movie. And
1: he grabs the
0: rattlesnake <laughs> and slowly <laughs> pulls it across. It <laughs> and
1: like, then gives it a bad tap. That's a very bad rattlesnake.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. He smacks <laughs> it on the head
1: and the snake's like, no. <laughs> and then he punches it. Yes. Which is like one of my favorite gifts that hardly ever gets like used by me, but I love it every time we I see it. We gotta start using that one more. We gotta <laughs> yeah. use the snake
0: punch gif. And then he bites the rattlesnake's tail off because he's has got obviously he's gonna set a trap. He's hiding it. But I'm gonna point out one thing. A, you do not grab snakes like that if watching all of National Geographic my entire life taught me is you got to get them like in a perfect spot, like right behind the head where you control
1: the mouth. And he's holding this thing like six inches below its head. (laughs) My uh, dad, when he was a a kid, like an actual kid, um, he was constantly grabbing snakes from like the Tennessee backwoods and like bringing up (laughs) copperheads and like rattlesnakes and stuff to like, my grandma and grandpa and they're like you can't be doing this what's wrong <laughs> it, with you i've heard this story from multiple people it's like no like every summer when he'd go down there that's all he would do is round up all the snakes And they're like you're gonna get bit please stop doing this that's that's just that's
0: terrifying actually yeah <laughs> i have the I, same snakes around here and i don't like, i don't not, mess with them
1: i i'm not scared of snakes like i am spiders but i don't go around them <laughs> if i see it first i'm fine if i turn
0: around and it's already looking at me i'm gone i am other direction so that's pretty much my my stance with snakes i i don't <laughs> mess with them if i see one going across the road or something i'm cool if i'm walking and i turn and i'm like oh shit i'm i'm going the other
1: way yeah, i'm the done the worst we ever had was garter snakes in the garden like that's it we'd occasionally have some of those i i remember trying to grab one when i was like a teenager i was like you know what i'm not the that doesn't run in my my genes. i didn't get that part <laughs> that, that part skipped you yeah <laughs> but he said and
0: then he sets the trap the guy sets it off and gets bit directly on the face which is hilarious look this snake is rubber as all get out oh yeah movie. it's definitely it a good the fake snake fake snakes but i love it so much and then uh Voslo goes and yanks the snake off of the guy that it killed he's not holding it 6 inches from the head he's like holding it a foot down and the snake's like snake charming around up there hissing. I'm like, no. No, that no. snake would
1: have instantly like turned or like you know, turned it itself done, and be like, I'm gonna yeah. get you. <laughs> it was it
0: would have bit you 17 times by now. It would have been the John Woo of snakes and it yeah. would have bit you, you know, for I don't know how many shots it would have took. But anyway, he holds it out and Lance Henderson shoots the snake and it explodes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> The snake explodes. So we don't get exploding gators, but we did get an exploding snake. The snake just, boom, <laughs> and it's
0: gone. I'm like, I'm not holding it out for you. Like, I'm like, there's no way I'm doing that. Oh, but it's it's glorious. It's fantastic. I love, I love everything about this movie, Nate. I'm sorry, I'm watching it again the other night, smiling again, just going and I so I own it I rented it on Amazon because I wanted a cleaner cut and I after I was done I went cool I'm sold they just released the UHD 4K last month of this movie Oh did they really I ordered it so oh, I, so that's I, why
1: you didn't buy I okay. didn't buy it
0: on Amazon because I want to buy it I want to own it and it's the international physical cut. Oh, Yeah and oh. so there's like some extra I think they said it's like an extended uh intro with Bender and it's an extended cut of the end fight. So I'm thinking some things got added.
1: Well, that the be original sweet. like
0: work print was like over 2 hours. You know, the one that
1: they kept submitting to the NC, you know, the MCU whatever it is. MPWA The
0: MCU to get it part of the Marvel cinematic
1: <laughs> universe. Yeah, that way Van Damme is now part of the MCU.
0: I I will not put anything past that anymore. I mean, I'm no, sure anything is on get, the table with them. <laughs> I mean, Dolph lundgren's in the DCU, so I mean Is why he? Why not? He's an Aquaman. He's Oh, I haven't seen Aquaman. He's the king. He's um Mara's dad. Well good for him. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm glad he got that. So yeah, we've already got one of our action heroes in the MCU. So and Scott Atkins. You know, so you know, Scott Atkins did it. Which the only reason I'm gonna say that name is because he did Hard Target Two. Which, don't, what the hell is that about? Don't waste your time. It's. <laughs> I love Scott Atkins, man. He is a
1: fantastic fighter. He's a great actor. That movie just sucked. I, I don't know anything about Scott Atkins. I had posted in the group, like, hey, recommend some stuff to me. I still haven't watched anything. But to me, I'm like, you've been in, like, 97 movies. You're apparently this great, you know, modern action guy. Why isn't anyone picking you up yet? There's got to be a reason.
0: Well, I think it's just like we're talking about. We are in this thing of action movies or streaming movies. So that's where the money is. They're like, hey, here's X amount of dollars. Here's an action movie. Do you want to do it? Or he can sit around and wait because he's been in. So he was in Expendables 2, but he was Van Damme's right-hand man. He was the knife guy in expendable oh, okay I didn't realize yeah. that was him that's Scott Atkins he's also uh one of the bad guys in dr Strange he's one of um the oh, really? acolytes that uh they fight in that one he so he's been in like big movies but as small character so yep. it's why matter he... of time
1: I guess till he gets like his big big break he is gonna be in John Wick 4. So maybe that'll be it. That's a
0: big one. I mean, there's a, they're bringing a lot of people in for that one, but it's that mentality of why be a small fish in a big pond when I can be a big fish in a small pond. So oh, if he can like dominate that. like streaming movies action wise, and he's all, there's just guys out there that love to work. I mean, that it's look at like Danny Trejo, you know, he's our patron saint of the horror thing just because he's machete. He's never like really had his own movie till, machete with robert rodriguez
1: yeah but he's been
0: in hundreds
1: oh he's one of those people you get excited
0: about when you see him in anything he'll be in my kids shows and i'm like it's machete yeah his name is literally machete in the spy kids movies he just looks like he's having a good old time yeah i i'm totally down but anyway now i'm talking about well, we're pretty much to the end of the movie at this point. I know we already ta- touched briefly about the, you know, the Mardi Gras graveyard because everything explodes, but that is where the final, like, sh- this is
1: our final set piece. Yeah, this is you our showdown. Like, this is where moment. we can let everything blow up, let Van Damme kick everyone's ass and finish off the rest of our bad guys.
0: Yeah, and it's it's one of those things of let's use everything around us kind of as the action set i mean van damme is riding a bird in the rafters firing his shot and again like nate said it's the most accurate shotgun i've ever seen on film because he is up in the rafters yeah shooting guys so and hitting far them. away <laughs> <laughs> and he's the bird is like slowly descending like you
1: guys can't hit that what's wrong nope. with you guys no one has ever gone goose hunting clearly only this man is- hunting Henchmen are the stormtroopers of action movies. What yeah, the they heck, are.
0: man? <laughs> like, I think Van Damme only gets shot like once in this movie. You know, obviously, Does you he to... though,
1: like, I feel kinda. like he
0: doesn't get hurt at all. <laughs> I thought he got shot in either the leg or the arm. There was something that, like, slowed him down ever so
1: slightly. Oh, he got a little bruise in a Charlie horse. That's what it was.
0: <laughs> leg cramp, leg cramp, leg crap. <laughs> From oh, all no, he got, he did get in my hurt Levi's. because he got bandaged up. Don't forget
1: about that. He got cut on the arm really oh, good. I figured he'd just do that because he's like, I look even more sexy when I'm all wrapped up. And he got beat up earlier in the movie because he had the cut above his eye. That is true. He got arrested for getting his ass kicked. He got arrested
0: for getting his ass kicked. <laughs> it was great. So, anyway, we're you know, the final fight, he's fighting everything. Uh, Uncle Duvet and Nat were supposed to go get help obviously no one listened they run to come and help him fight all these bad guys um van Dam kicks gas can at a guy
1: explodes it in the dude's face yeah because he uh, kicks it and then shoots it with the shotgun the guy gets and that guy goes through the window that's also <laughs> exploding
2: so far
1: backwards <laughs> which if honestly on the opposite end of that window is all the henchmen if i would have seen one of my fellow henchies get exploded like that, but like, I'm out. Yeah. Like nah. Keep, you guys keep the money. I'm paying yeah. now to keep be it.
0: alive. I'm not paying to kill that guy. Keep the money. I don't need it.
1: I'm out. I'm this gone. This was the worst pyramid scheme I've ever gotten involved with.
0: It is. It really was. And so yeah, everything explodes all over the place. Van Dam's like doing the whole like cat and mouse thing in this, you know, there's so many places to hide. He's picking off all the bad guys. Um, I, I didn't bring this up, but Sven Thorson is wearing the most loud shirt I've ever seen. Someone that's in the bayou to hunt someone. Everyone's in camo or some kind of drab clothing. Yeah. Sven he's in like basically a
1: Hawaiian shirt. <laughs>
0: it's red and black and white. And it's so funny because they make a point to point it out in the movie. Yeah, they do because a van dam shoots him what i read 37 times and they cut it down to 15 spin falls down like a tree van dam stands over him and goes sorry about the shirt i'm like oh my god well he's been really kicks him as well
1: that's how he falls down not well, from yeah, the, he's uh, you know he's million dead. bullets he's dead
0: <laughs> and he spin kicks him down and then goes,
1: I'm sorry about the
0: shirt. And I'm like, wow, they, they just they really wanted me. you
1: to know about that
0: shirt. My guess is <laughs> Finn showed up and they're like, you can't wear that. And he goes, tell me I'm not going to again. You know, because yeah. this is a mountain of a dude.
1: And then we get fake Clint Howard. He gets shot in the dick. <laughs> 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 and then Wilfred Brimley gets mad at her for shooting a guy in the dick because you can't be an unethical dick shooter.
0: What? To be fair, he didn't want her killing anyone, but yeah, you, you <laughs> give me this. Look what you have done. Do you know what yeah, you like, have done? That's what you're both here for. <laughs> <laughs> I love Wilford Brimley in this movie. I'm sorry, I'm gonna Vay is one of my favorite characters, and then we get the what we now know as the classic John Woo trope of Van Dam versus uh, Van Cleef which is Arnold Voslo and we've get the, the gun shootout wall. They're both dual wielding.
1: They're talking they, to each other. They're like...
0: talking through the wall to each other, just like Nick cage and John Travolta. It's not bootleg Billy Zane, Nate, knock it off. It's not.
1: Nope. Um,
0: <laughs> but now we get, you know, now we understand the birds, which his, his explanation for why he does that is it's, it's the hero moment. It's the, It's the God has touched this person when the bird flies because John Woo's got very religious undertones in a lot of what he does. So we get, we now get this, what we know as, Oh, it's John Woo. We see it now and it's like, Oh, it's obviously John Woo. But in 93, we're like, this is the greatest thing ever. Like they're actually talking to each other and then they turn around and shoot
1: at each other and they both miss each other and every, you know, there's people coming up from behind him still trying to get him. He's shooting them like it's just chaos is it, happening. It, it's utter chaos.
0: And then, you know, he gets the upper hand on Van Cleef, kills him. He, Van Cleef, like Jackie points this out. She goes, so Van Cleef's like wearing grenades down his. Uh, yeah,
1: he's got like a bandolier ja- yeah. of grenades.
0: Jackie goes, you're telling me Van Dam shot him that many times and never hit a grenade. And I went, he's that good. He's
1: that good because like what happens is he's jumping out the window as a grenade is being thrown into the window It explodes behind him, allowing him to then tuck and roll underneath the table as everything's exploding and just unwheel, like laying waste with both uh, pistols. And that's oh, yeah. how he gets him. It's it's <laughs>
0: awesome. And then Van Cleef like. Dies leaning over top of him with his foot in his, you know, Van Dam's foot in his chest, and Van Dam takes a grenade, and you're like, ah, that's going to come. That's going to come in, in later. later. We need yes. this, and he uses it as a weapon. He wraps it up in his in his one shirt that he takes off. So now we get like tank top, you know, Van Dam running around, and he's cracks dudes in the dome and the nuts with it like five or six times
1: <laughs> this is I'm why like, it's called hard target
0: i don't know if i'd swing a grenade regardless of the pin being in there or not <laughs> like a rock or a club <laughs> but he's he running around he's killing everybody and we finally we get to the we think uncle duvet dies he gets shot with an arrow and he falls down uh natalie gets captured
1: by um Lance. i can't think of lance's name in this Fouchon. i don't know it's just lance it, hendrickson to me
0: it's <laughs> it's Fouchon. fuchon holds her as hostage we get that weird like pervy like load my gun moment where she pulls the bullet from his belt and he's all like Ugh. i'm like come on yeah. lance yeah that's too much lance don't do that uh, that's just weird she loads him and everything. And in the time it takes him to flip the gun up to shoot Van Damme, Van Damme starts running at him.
1: <laughs> and so he's screaming and running and hits him with a double kick. <laughs>
0: I, yeah, I just jumped like straight up in the air and two feet. Boom. Kicks him across. I'll give you this though Lance holds his own for a little while in this fight.
1: He it's, does because he gets shot by a shotgun and still keeps on fighting. <laughs> God that w- yeah I didn't know. that. He took it straight to the chest. He flies like five feet onto the ground, you know, yeah. and still unfazed. And they don't even like
0: reference like maybe he's wearing body armor.
1: No, not at all. It was just he took a shotgun shell to the chest and it didn't hurt. Right? Because he's like, not limping or or like short winded. No. no, it's just like that happened. Keep on moving. He grabs then,
0: he, he grabs the the wood on fire and he starts beating the piss out of Van
1: Damme with it. Yeah. And Van Damme like holds it and then has a flashback scene of all the people that, you know, Lance has killed. Even the ones that he has never actually witnessed. He never dying. witnessed
0: it, <laughs> but he has the power but of all the, the memory
1: victims. of it from touching that wood. I was, I, I went like, that was like a, like a total star Wars
0: moment where it's like, I, I am all of the Jedi and I am with you. And then Van Damme's like, yeah, I have all of the fallen men that you've killed and then he punches through the piece
1: of wood <laughs> their spirits guide me he also does we can't glance over this um there's a moment where van damme defies gravity because he jumps he does a front flip over like an eight foot fire flame yeah with his shotgun and still like mid flip shoots the shotgun that's how he gets lance yeah <laughs> We
0: it, well, it's that dramatic. Like there's a wall of fire between the two of them, and the hero has to leap through it, and it, it's an awesome shot. Don't get me wrong. It I is. I mean, I it's love the shot. Dam. No, no, no. <laughs> we've established in high def, it's not Van Damme at all. <laughs> and yeah, he does. He does the like flying shotgun shot, and again, hits Lance Henderson. And he there's no blood. There's not even no. like. Give me the reference that he's wearing body armor is all I need. Like reaching through his shirt and pulling the plate out or something.
1: Yeah, You're like oh, that, that,
0: that effing hurt and throw it. Then I'm back. I'm back in hundred percent. I'm with you. But no, we get all this and then we get to what I think is probably one of my favorite ending villain kills ever.
1: Oh, is I was dying of laughter.
0: Van Dam is. Beating the piss out of this guy. Lance is trying to block. You know, he's like he's in his last throws. He's clearly, you know, outmatched. Yeah. And Van Damme has the grenade in his hand while he's punching Lance Hendrickson. And you don't realize it at first, but you when the camera pans down, Van Damme's been holding him by his belt loops on the pants the whole time, holding him. And he just clicks the little flip and hammer off of the grenade right in front of, you know, Lance, pulls his pants back and drops it down into (laughs) his pants and then kicks him across the room and runs. That's not the best part.
1: No, it's not. Nate, tell us the best part. Going through his pants and trying to like unbutton, he gets the grenade out and he's undoing the grenade itself. He pulls the fuse out of and he's like, ha, I did it. A spark happens and then he just explodes. So they actually kill Lance Hendrickson as well in this movie after catching him on fire. So may he rest in peace. And he goes, Oops. Yeah. Right <laughs> when it sparks. <laughs> Oops. He did the Midwestern Oop. <laughs> like, I mean, look, if you
0: if you can get the thing unscrewed and move because it is a fuse that goes down there, that was legit. They they did it right. Throw the damn thing. Don't uh, yeah. keep it next to the grenade. <laughs> he's like, ah ha ha, oops.
1: <laughs> <Boo."> <laughs> then we find out Uncle Duvet, he's alive all along because his lucky flask saved his life. It was a disreal <laughs> dis catastrophe because
0: there's a broadhead like arrow that went through his flask and his moonshine fell out. But don't let it touch the grass. It killed the grass. It will kill the grass. <laughs> it killed the grass. <laughs>
1: cut the credits that's the cut the credits
0: man cut to uh credence clearwater revival playing music in this movie (laughs) but uh i don't know it's me and nate it's saturday morning we have bounced all over this thing but i love this
1: movie i there's no hiding it i picked it for a reason i liked it way more than i thought i was going to on you know reflecting i thought maybe it would cheese real badly but it didn't no this movie held up
0: other than a few, like you said, audio things and we we obviously see some stunt men, but it, it got a kinda 4- adds to the charm of it, it with stunt men. It it got a 4K release. There there's a fan base for it. Turns this out movie. it wasn't
1: Van Dam the whole time in the 4K. <laughs> <laughs> but it was Lance Hendrickson the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: we'll give him that. That man gets like extra props just for that. And I think my biggest disappointment is I really wanted
1: Dan to watch
0: this. You know, it's like, I this isn't like the ones yeah, I usually make. Yeah, it sucks that we him. don't
1: have Dan with us because I feel like he would have enjoyed this as well. I would have liked... Think he would have been pleasantly surprised. I think so. I think this would have been one
0: where he's like, oh, this wasn't like all the other ones we watched. This wasn't uh, Showdown
1: like, in Little Tokyo. Like, I yeah. actually enjoyed this, you yeah, know? this
0: wasn't, uh, you know, Delta Force 2 or anything like that. This was, you know a cinematography shot extremely well who doesn't love john woo i mean right it, like, other than pay paycheck you know we'll we'll aim slide on it but i mean I, I think that's my biggest regret right now is that i didn't get his input because we're gonna watch tombstone and all three of us are gonna be like yeah it's quite possibly one of the greatest movies made yeah <laughs> it literally says it on the cover of the movie you know it was like a 10 star rated movie for the longest time i mean with a cast like that how does it not
1: yeah it's...
0: <laughs> i feel like he stacked the deck on that one That's right. he really I'm, did i'm glad my action bros jumped in and got us some van damme love you know some mullet love for that to get it tied but i was i, I was like relegated to we're doing tombstone as soon as the polls opened, I was like, "Yeah, we're doing tombstone." Yeah, as soon
1: as he said tombstone, I was like, "Well, that's the winner."
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like I know what movie we're doing, and it wasn't like we're trying to get one over, or none of us wanted to watch. It. I was actually like, I kind of want to watch Ronan now. I, I'm probably oh, yeah, gonna...
1: I'm excited to go back to watch Ronin now. It's I'm on so Prime.
0: Ready. I was I've Is almost it? turned it on like two or three times this week, but I was also like, we may cover it, and I kind of want to oh, watch it. True. I, I yeah. think I think I watched it way back when when i was renting movies i
1: watched it when it came out on vhs yeah that's so the last time i remember that's... seeing it but it made that much of an impact on me that like i can vividly remember certain like gunplay scenes and just the car chases like
0: yeah i mean it, it's just again it was one of this was the movie we picked but hard target we did it first nate and i had a blast watching it maybe i convinced convince dan to just enjoy it one day we'll maybe. see how that maybe goes. we can
1: give him like hey watch it and then listen to this episode yeah
0: three years later he'll be like hey yes. i finally watched hard target it was not bad that'll be what i get you guys not were bad. right yeah <laughs> it was watchable i like universal soldier better i'm like well yeah universal well, yeah. golf that's stacking the deck but uh nah, let's uh let's do the body count real quick let's get that going
1: yeah
2: yeah
0: all right i got an asterisk nate oh really i do i have an asterisk
1: i'm curious and it's not that
0: maybe lance survived because we're pretty sure although he took a shotgun shot to the chest and didn't die Uh, so maybe. maybe 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 we'll see uh no body count for this one is 33 so we're back in our action movie totals. Yeah, I love yeah. that stuff. Um, the reason I've got an asterisk is when I looked this up, it was everyone said thirty four, and beside it they would go, "If you include the snake." I was gonna say it has to be the snake. <laughs> <laughs> the snake got such a glorious death scene that they counted it in the body count. So (laughs) 34 with the snake explosion. And you know what? I'm counting it. It's 34 for a hard target. I love it. Dude. They even made the, like the, the snake's eyes, like shine a little bit, like little diamonds in there. You know, I was like, this is, they, they put some real heart into that. They did, but, uh, no. So 34, including the snake. That's our body count this week. Um, you ready to rate this? Not that let's we're hiding this. anything, except maybe yeah. the exact numbers. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> well, Nate, since I picked this, I'll go last. So let let's get your your Aliongs for. Remember, Aliongs not Machetes. We're on another show yes, right yes, now. Yes, yes,
1: on a different show. So um, hard target, hard target. I am giving a seven point. Five out of ten, respectable. It, it's a very good movie, um, uh, for a '90s action movie. Um, uh, I would recommend watching it. Like, it's not one of those like heartbreak ridge. I was like, ah, you you could go back and visit. There's really nothing. You're not gonna be missing out too much. But this one's like, ah, give it a give it a watch. It's it's fun. <laughs> like, at yeah. the end of the day, that's what it's supposed to be. It's a fun movie. So, and it's cool just to see those glimpses of John Woo peppered throughout. And like, oh. I know what this guy's gonna be doing, you know, two, three movies later. Like it's really cool to see the the origins there.
0: Yeah, to be able to look back and be Yeah, like, and see ah, like with his Americanized you is. know movies. Yeah. No, I think that's respectable. Um this was actually a hard one for me to like nail down to a number because A I picked it. So everybody'd be like, well, Charlie's gonna pick like his most favorite movie in the nineties. I didn't. I have another one. But this one ranks really high up there as among a lot of movies. And it's in my top five Van Dam's. I think there's a couple that I might put ahead of this one, but not by much. Um But I'm giving this one an eight and a half eight and a half Eight and a half Al Leongs. Um super high rewatchability. It held up. I'm s i am i mean I can't say that enough that in twenty twenty two this movie still Ranks up there. I could watch this anytime. I feel like it holds its own. No, it's not John Wick, but there's a lot of hard target in John Wick, though. There's a lot of things that have.
1: There's just a lot of like, I don't know, like every classic moment or when you think action movies, it kind of has this. I know Seth recently in the group asked like, "What's like the action movie you would recommend to people?" And I wouldn't say this movie. Uh, uh, uh... It wasn't Seth. It was another guy. But the other guy said, what is the
0: best action movie?
1: Yeah. Okay. I and then it changed got the into parameters. the conversation of yeah. what would you introduce to people? And I don't think this would be the introduction one, but it's definitely like in this, that wheelhouse of like, oh, you like that? That one I introduced you to well, check this one out, too. This is like, on my list.
0: Yeah, this is one I still. St- so, again, we'll talk about it real quick. Those of you that aren't in the group, this is the type of conversations we have. Is we had one of our members ask, and it's a hard question, what is the best action movie? And to me, that's an unanswerable question. There's too many variables. There's too many. And it's obvious in the answers we got.
1: Yeah, it's Mad Max Fury Road. You're welcome.
0: I can't argue that, (laughs) but I also, I, I can't argue John Wick. I can't argue my answer. I answered it differently and I, I, I prefaced it going. I can't answer that question in particular, but here's where I would, here's what I can answer. What movie would I show someone that has never watched an action movie? They have no concept of what action movies are. And I want to show them what I, what I consider the T the top tier of what has everything that an action movie should have. And I picked predator. I was like, it has everything you want in an action movie plus some i mean it even throws horror and sci-fi elements into it i mean to me it's a pinnacle movie to choose so what is the best action movie i don't think can be answered because you would be like well what do you like do you like gunplay over car chases do you like just like what we picked do you like westerns over you know real life setting do you like so many different like martial arts you know stuff like yeah, that like, i don't once think, you
1: get into the subgenres of everything it just becomes very difficult
0: it's super difficult and it's why we try to balance the show out around all that stuff because i would probably only do chuck norris and van damme movies for like the first three years of this show i mean yeah. really yeah it but really i really would be yeah but i i do try to mix it up because i realize that action movies are you know how how someone chooses to consume that entertainment and it can go across like you said all genres and it's it's also you know you can like movies that other people hate with a passion or you can love you know you know hate a movie that everyone finds is the greatest it's whatever
1: you want to choose but it depend yeah like you said with the actors or anything like
0: yeah, one of the it, reasons
1: why I hate Bruce Willis so much is because of how much I loved him as a kid, and to see what he's done, like it just aggravates me so much. And I know some people are like, "Oh, you're giving him too much crap." Like other people don't give him so much crap too. I'm like, yeah, but I had such a high level of like loving Bruce Willis movies growing up, and just seeing the crap he's doing now like infuriates me.
0: Yeah, and there's speculation out there. I've heard a couple of reports that it's medical that's going on i'm not gonna like fuel the fire if it is yeah but uh it is what it is and there there does come a point where these guys just collect a paycheck you know it it's is someone gonna pay you for your name and time get that check bro. that that's all i can say man just get that check get paid get paid uh no harm i mean if the movie's great fine if it's not you got paid at the end of the day do you man It'll never sully what he did ahead of time for me. You know, I will always love Die Hard. I will always love Last. Yeah, BlizzCon. like that's what will, I'm saying. It's like know. I'll
1: always love those movies. Yeah. It just well, infuriates it, it, me. It goes.
0: <laughs> it goes right with these guys. It goes with Van Dam. As soon as they hit that dreaded direct to video part of their careers, it hurts. Yep. It hurts as hard fans to come back to from watch it. Yeah, it does. And only our greats have actually been able to do that of like Arnold St- Stallone didn't really go into the direct to video.
1: I think a he, little bit. I remember like ICU. Yeah. Um, well, I think ICU got a, a thea-
0: that got a theatrical release. Did it? So, but I think he decided he was going to go more behind the camera when he realized he was not drawing the money into the box office. Arnold went a little direct to video but his well he provenance... had lateral
1: damage and then he went away. Yeah, and then, and then after then he... The expendables he did uh was it the last stand?
0: Last stand which,
1: which we got to do that. We got to
0: do that movie on the show, man. I yeah. love that movie. For a movie that has Johnny Knoxville in it, I love that movie. It's fantastic. But, you know, Seagal and Van Dam were probably the two and Dolph Lundgren were the two that were like huge. And then all of a sudden they've got like 10 movies each at the video store that you've never heard of. Yeah. You know, and you like, Oh, how did I miss this? And you'll rent one or two going, Oh, that's why, why I missed. Yeah. it." Yeah. I that's- mean, that's
1: pretty much what happened with us. It just dad and I would rent that latest Seagal movie. Like I think it was into the sun or belly of the beast. It was just like, <laughs> Oh, These aren't good. (laughs) No, yeah,
0: you know they and they would try. They would do something like throw D M X in it, or you know
1: all these other guys in these movies. Exit wounds is awesome. I would love to do exit. Exit wounds wounds is
0: great. (laughs) I own it. But they kept going even after exit wounds. They kept trying to just put a Seagal in another popular name in a movie that.
1: Yeah, because that was was what they were trying to do to get the newer kids to watch a Seagal movie. And it's just like, nah, it just wasn't happening. No, no, he it, it, it couldn't save it. But, and we've
0: said Seagal three times, but thankfully he's still oh, out of boy. the country. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nate. Well, I think it's a good point. We can wrap this up. We don't have uh, Dan to do our outro. We've rambled so enough. We so. have. It's Saturday morning. We're sorry, guys. It's, we. It's a when it's a movie that we love and it's been around for so long, if you're listening to this show, I'm sure you've seen hard target. Um, and if you haven't, please go watch it. It's fantastic. Yeah. We spoiled the ending of an action movie. The hero one bad guy died. There you go. A lot of bullets, (laughs) a lot of bullets. (laughs) Check out other John Woo movies that are equally as good. Oh, they already have. (laughs) If you're, if you like John Woo movies, you've seen them. Check out his early, early stuff. I mean, I haven't watched all of his catalog. Yeah, there's still
1: some stuff that I need to, and it's a lot of just finding time.
0: See see what influenced him as it kept going. But uh, no, we want to just say thank you to everyone that's listening, that's in the group. Give me back my action movies. Everyone over at Give Me Back My Horror Movies. Um, Check us out on Instagram. Nate and I are trying our hardest to keep that entertaining. Uh, we get some good videos out. We share some, you know, funny pictures. And I tell you what, the, the biggest thing with Instagram is just networking with other people, which is, yeah, the it's biggest. been so
1: cool meeting other people. Um, I'll give a shout out to spoils of horror. It's oh, another yeah, yeah. horror podcast that we've become friends with. They're great. Um, they keep everything at like an hour, hour five. It's real tight. It's I can't funny. That. to me. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. I told him, I was like, I, I'm amazed at how you pull it off and you pull it off so well. I'd have to spend They both remind me of like if it was two Bill Burrs doing horror movies. That's just what they remind me of, so it cracks me up. No,
0: it, they're they're great guys over there. New new friendship. Um so it's it's going really well. And again, all our other buddies, I know we plug podcasting after dark. If you want a walk through of Hard Target, go listen to their episode. I when I'd say walk through their episodes are like two to three hours long. You got to know what you're getting into at that show, but they make it entertaining. I want to thank everyone in our network. We got good beer, bad movie night. We have monster movie stomp down. I know you hear me tales from the haunt. Give me back my pro wrestling, mine and Nate's other show. But if you're listening to this, you hear it, you know, give me back my horror movies, tons of awesome content to go check out. I mean, we, we're trying to give everyone a little bit of everything. If you like interview shows, listen to, I know you hear me. If you like pro wrestling, obviously go listen to the wrestling, you know, tons of stuff, tons of stuff to consume. We can keep you entertained for a few hours as you go. Uh, big shout out to mountain empire comics in Johnson city and Bristol. Um, go check out Diane and Rob at their stores. Excellent supporters of the shows. Um, what else do I feel like if you want to email us, even though I don't know if we've gotten one email, but I'll keep putting we've it out never there
1: gotten an email
0: because I think it just drives Pete up a wall when we say it. But G.M.B.M.A.M.P.O.D. at Gmail com. Our emails longer than his
1: suck it. Pete, um, mm-hmm. uh, please, please rate us on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen. If it's got a rating. Yes, please give us a listen or give us a rating that way. We can, you know, help reach new people.
0: Yeah, it just helps the algorithm. We see, you know, little numbers that pop up. Podbean, if you are listening to us from Podbean, you can like each individual episode. They they take it all the way down to there. You can actually send a comment. We will see your comment on there. So the more feedback, the better. You know, you can tell us quit doing this on Saturday morning because you guys have brain fog. Or you can go, hey, we love it. Let's all, you know, listen to Charlie and Nate stumble through this without. Yes. Without Dan, you without know.
1: Without Dan, it's just.
0: It started off on a wrong foot right there. We didn't have our yeah. intro. We didn't have, you know, that, that boost of energy of us, you know, turning our headphones down. That's funny. We we pick, but we miss him. Um, again, <laughs> somehow he got out of doing a Van Damme movie. I don't know how he does it. I don't get it. I know. we We, we set this up and we still forgot. Nate,
1: I think I think I'm pretty good here, man. I think um, so. All right. Well, then, do you have any last words, Charlie?
0: I don't get angry, Nate. I'm a professional.
2: I knew you'd say that.